Good morning for Wednesday, June 7th, 2017. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Trump treads into Qatar-Saudi feud. Governor leads climate charge in China visit. And Comey didn't want to be alone with Trump. In today's national headlines, text to teen before suicide. Quote, you've got to do it. Police give black drivers less respect, study finds, and app service lets riders share, yes, share, a yellow cab. In today's business headlines, 20 fired as Uber faces its workplace flaws. Ransomware gives rise to doubly hurtful scheme, and rogue marketing bots are inflating Instagram egos. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This is the top story. Trump treads into Qatar-Saudi feud. President Trump thrust himself into a bitter Persian Gulf dispute on Tuesday, taking credit for Saudi Arabia's move to isolate its smaller neighbor Qatar and rattling his national security staff by upending a critical American strategic relationship. In a series of tweets, Trump said his call for an end to the financing of radical groups had prompted Saudi Arabia and four other countries to act this week against Qatar, a tiny, energy-rich emirate that's arguably America's most important military outpost in the Middle East. During my recent trip to the Middle East, I stated that there can no longer be funding of radical ideology, he wrote in a mid-morning post. Leaders pointed to Qatar, look. Qatar has long been accused of funneling money to the Muslim Brotherhood, as well as to radical groups in Syria, Libya, and other Arab nations. But it is also home to two major American command posts, including a $60 million center from which the United States and its allies conduct their air war on Islamic State militants in Iraq and Syria. Those contradictory roles may explain the mixed signals the administration sent after Saudi Arabia's unexpected move. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson and Defense Secretary Jim Mattis initially tried on Monday to smooth over the rift. Less than 12 hours later, however, Trump discarded that approach by putting his thumb on the scale firmly in Saudi Arabia's favor. His tweets, which a senior White House official said were not a result of any policy deliberation, sowed confusion about America's strategy and its intentions. On Tuesday evening, the president appeared to be trying to ease tensions. In a call with King Salman of Saudi Arabia, Trump said that unity among Gulf nations was critical to defeating terrorism and promoting regional stability, according to a White House statement. Administration officials said Trump was not trying to cause a rupture among Sunni Muslim nations in the Middle East. Rather, he was expressing genuine frustration with Qatar's record. The U.S. still wants to see this issue de-escalated and resolved immediately, keeping with the principles that the president laid out in terms of defeating terror financing, said Sean Spicer, the White House press secretary. There was little immediate threat to American military facilities, officials and outside analysts said, not least because Qatar views America's military presence as insurance against the aggressive moves of its neighbors. But the mood there was jittery. Those jitters have been intensified by suspicions that Russia was behind a cyber attack that published fake information on Qatar's state news agency, 
a claim the United States is investigating, according to an official briefed on the inquiry who spoke anonymously. The official said it was unclear whether the hackers were state-sponsored. This is the second story on today's front page. Governor leads climate charge in China visit. Reported from Beijing. By Javier Hernandez and Adam Nagorny. Governor Jerry Brown of California should be fading quietly into the final days of his career. After 40 years in public life, Brown, 79, a Democrat, is in the final stretch as the state's chief executive. But instead, Brown was in China on Tuesday, emerging as a de facto envoy on climate change at a time when President Trump has renounced efforts to battle global emissions. In a meeting packed with symbolism, and one that seemed to elevate the California governor and rebuke Trump, President Xi Jinping of China met with Brown, at the governor's request, at the very moment China prepares to take a more commanding role in fighting climate change. California's leading, China's leading, Brown said at a wide-ranging and at times feisty news conference after he met with Xi. It's true, I didn't come to Washington, I came to Beijing. Well, someday I'm going to go to Washington, but not this week. Brown has long used his platform as governor to advocate emission reduction policies, but the decision by Trump to withdraw from the Paris Climate Agreement on the eve of Brown's trip here gave an already planned visit new visibility. Brown, with 18 months left in office, has stepped into a void left by Trump. In doing so, he has moved way beyond the stage of Sacramento embracing an issue that he has been identified with since he first ran for governor and in a state that is known for championing environmental causes. I am more energized and activated than ever, Brown said, as he finished the third...